the stars do not make only light. They send out all kinds of other signals. In particular, they send out radio signals. We get such radio signals from individual stars at considerable distances. But we get more radio signals from the center of the Milky Way system than we get from anywhere else. And these radio signals confirm an old suspicion which we had now for many years, that in a certain apparently dark direction, there actually must be very many stars, and that is the direction in which the center of the Milky Way system is found. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Aesthetic Soundwaves. I am your host, Glass. Yes, thank you for tuning in once again to another interesting episode. Like always, interesting episodes, as I always say. So, thank you. Thank you from the tune-ins everywhere, from all over the world, everyone and anyone. Much appreciated. Um, today... I am, I'm really proud to bring this guy, this episode, to you guys. It's, uh, if you remember the Sir David Lean experiment, the one I did with the Gandhi track, this is kind of similar to that today, but in a different format. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put this episode into two parts, but before I go any further, um, I need to... I'm looking at my note card and making sure I get these nailed out, at least one of them, before I go any further. Uh, little story, I guess. Last week, um, I went to Strange Beautiful Music 11 here in Detroit. If you guys have not heard that festival of it and you like music like the uh, behind me, like Tangerine Dream, Abstract Material, you need to go to this. It happens every September, every year. Uh, I actually brought it up last show. Uh, met a few interesting individuals and bands there. And a shout outs to them. Shout out, shout, shout out to Saj Talk. And uh, many other people. People, for, uh, attendees I met in the crowds by speaking to them. And uh, so forth and so on. Really cool festival. You meet uh, a lot of cool people there. So, if you're into experimental music, it's the place to go. I highly suggest it. Um, end of September, though, I said every year. Uh, look it up, Google it for next year. It already happened, but uh, a little bit late on this one, but that's okay. You got years to go. Um, so, that being said, I want to do an do this episode with starting it off with uh this record got a while ago it's well the the artist is mugstar it was remixed by robert hampton at thirst uh, comes off agitated records instead of me explaining to you what i did last episode a little education and uh from the mistakes i did last time i'm not going to talk that much I, uh, I want to keep the vibe nice, chill, and uh, uh, esoteric, almost, uh, the way I meant this to be. So, that being said, uh, 
I think I am done with my shoutouts for the day. But what, as I said, what I'm going to do is I am going to break this into two parts. The first track you're going to hear is some speeches taken from an old, uh, obviously the intros taken from an old record I found. I'm not even going to give this one away. Um, and uh, then it's going to break into the first track, which is Sarah, Distant Sun 1. And that'll be for right now. I'll be back in a second. But after uh, after this track, uh, I'll be back in a minute. So close your eyes. You know what I highly suggest um, for you folks out there? I say if you're, if you're listening to this at nighttime, close your eyes, chill, relax, and just hear what you're hearing. It's, um, it's really cool. I actually played with this last night when uh, I was piecing the episode together. And uh, it seems like it came out pretty good, so it's really good to, you know, relax to and listen to, uh, whether you're driving or whatever. Uh, you know Glass, you know your man, you know how I do things. I like to try to ease the mind and give some sense of meditation to people, um, certain, certain episodes. This is one of those. Anyway, enough said. I'm going to break into this. Uh, so, here we go. Sarah, Distant Sun 1. Enjoy. I know I've enjoyed putting this together, and I will speak to you guys in a second. After this first part, I will be back. Go. Then, beyond the moon, of course, the next really big object is the sun. That is far enough away, so that light takes approximately eight minutes to get from the sun to the earth. This is a distance which we call, therefore, eight light minutes. Now, I cannot go on and talk about other things before I have told you a few things about the sun, some of which you may know already. One thing is that all the heat all the light, or most of it anyway, that we get here on Earth, comes from the sun. But if we may follow the example of Harun al-Rashid and be a bit too inquisitive, we might ask, from where does the sun take its energy? How does it make all this heat and light? Now that, fortunately, we can tell you, and very many of us know it now, and it has been found out quite a few years ago. The sun takes its energy from, now I have to use a long word, but one which is already a bit familiar and is going to get more and more familiar, of course. The sun makes its energy from thermonuclear reactions.
just exactly what I was thinking. Yep. It uh pretty cool pretty cool uh little piece there. That's what I think. So one thing before I go any further. Um I am going to uh well first I have to give shout outs to my sponsor on this episode. As you all know, I am sponsored by Dilla's Delights in downtown Detroit. Like I always say, you want a good organic natural donut, ladies and gentlemen. You need to go down there and get one. They actually just came up with uh, a new donut. Had it the other day, and it is really, really good. It's uh, They came up with a cantaloupe donut. I, uh, I was quite blown away. So, my suggestion for those out there, and by the way, it's vegan. So, vegan people out there, make sure to go down there, get this donut, and other options for vegans and non-vegans too. Go down there, and uh, like I always say, cop you some. So, thank you to those folks out there for sponsoring my show. With that said, I really don't have much today. Shout-outs to everyone, like I said, um, who are listening right now and tune-ins from all over the world. I, uh, You know me. So, that being said, let's break into part two here. I, uh, I want to keep this vibe going. This is uh, the next side. This is Sarah, Distant Sun 2. I'm going to be ending it with this track so I am going to say my goodbyes. This is my outro. And uh, you guys be safe out there. And, uh, you know, tune in for the next show. Next show, uh, I got have some... Uh, I'm trying to want to keep it a little bit of a surprise, but I got some uh, interesting um, fuzz love for you guys. You probably should scratching your head right now. Tune in for next episode, in other words. You'll like it. Um, Till then, though, Miente. Uh, thank you. And this is your man, Glass, signing out. Enjoy. Next time, Aesthetic Soundwaves. A.S. The original. There are certain kind of world distances which behave like two events, the one happening definitely sooner and the other happening definitely later. For instance, if I now say A and later say B, then there is no doubt that B has been said later than A.
The truth of the story is this, that Einstein liked simplicity. And he made a very simple theory. And the truth of the story is also this, that not to understand relativity, not to understand science, is something like not to understand music. And you begin to understand science or music when you begin to find out that you can love science or music, that you can begin to get really interested in ideas, in puzzles, in surprises. And then you will find that science is much more interesting than science fiction. And what is wrong with science fiction is that it is much too unimaginative.